From Creation Ministries International, you're listening to Creation.com's article podcast. The research and insights that give God the glory, refutes evolution, and gives you the answers to defend your faith. I'm Joseph Darnell. During the recessive stage of the flood, the mountains rose up and the valleys sank. This caused huge quantities of rock and dirt to wash into the new oceans of the world. The magnitude of this, such as the estimated thickness of sediment eroded, is largely undisputed among geologists of all persuasions. For example, it is accepted that erosion has removed about 6,000 meters of rock from the Appalachian Mountains of the eastern USA. They are therefore said to look old because the conventional uniformitarian notion is that it happened gradually over millions of years, despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. Testimony to the Flood, a remarkable planation surface in Canada. Written by Michael J. Ord. One of the more obvious problems for this long-age view is explaining how planation surfaces formed. These large-level land surfaces that have been planed flat by running water. Planation surfaces are commonly covered by a thick layer of rounded rocks. It is common knowledge that only running water will round the shape of rocks. These surfaces, often of vast extent, are found globally and at all altitudes, including on the tops of some mountains. They are especially well-developed in Africa and Australia. In fact, 60% of Africa is believed to be one huge planation surface that has faulted or folded to different altitudes. Photographs of the Serengeti Plain in East Africa display its very flat planation surface. The rocks beneath the Serengeti are highly deformed, but water has eroded the rough terrain into a flat surface. Planation surfaces are not forming today, except on very local scale when a river floods. Instead, they are being destroyed by present-day erosion. Amazingly, some of these planation surfaces are considered to be more than 100 million years old. The notion that they have remained flat for all of this alleged time, despite the everyday action of erosion, stretches credulity. One most remarkable planation surface is the Cypress Hills of southeastern Alberta and southwestern Saskatchewan, Canada. This high plateau with an area of about 4,000 kilometers is remarkably flat and lies about 300 meters above another planation surface surrounding it. The Cypress Hills surface is 750 meters above rivers flanking it to the north and south. It is kept by a thick veneer, averaging 23 meters of well-rounded, water-transported quartzite gravel, cobbles, and boulders. The closest surface for these rocks is acknowledged to be about 650 kilometers away in central Idaho, on the other side of the Continental Divide. The geomorphology, that is, the shape of the Cypress Hills, provides some important deductions about the Genesis Flood. This planation surface represents the highest of several quartzite-capped planation surfaces on the high plains of Canada, eastern Montana, and eastern Wyoming, at different altitudes with respect to the Rocky Mountains to the west. Dr. William Alden, who lived in 1871 to 1959, was a distinguished U.S. geologist widely acknowledged as an expert on the geology of the once glaciated areas of North America. 
He believed that the Cypress Hills planation surface was once connected with several other quartzite-capped remnants, that is, left over from erosion, and planation surfaces over a wide area east of the Continental Divide, such as the flat-topped Tatman Mountain in the Bighorn Basin of north-central Wyoming. In short, the geomorphology of the Cypress Hills and Tatman Mountain indicates that a single vast planation surface was present on the high plains and subsequently eroded. That surface would have stretched at least 1,200 kilometers north and south, and 500 kilometers east and west. Billions of rounded quartzite rocks cap the surface and are a testament to the powerful forces that produced these features. Geologists in general agree that these quartzite rocks originated from the uplifted western Rocky Mountains of central and northern Idaho and far western Montana, and spread across many hundreds of kilometers out into the high plains. The powerful flood current must have been at least 1,200 kilometers wide before the present continental divide formed. Erosion by water currents this wide indicates that it formed during the abative, or sheet flow phase, of the recessive stage of the flood. The sedimentary rocks below the flat top of Tatman Mountain contain low-grade coal. Conventional geologists agree that it takes a substantial burden of overlying rock for coal to form. Thus, this coal must have been overlain by hundreds of meters of sediments and sedimentary rock, which was subsequently eroded away. Further erosion of the original Cypress Hills planation surface resulted in lower planation surfaces capped by quartzite cobbles and boulders. The erosion left the Cypress Hills and Tatman Mountain as erosional remnants of a once vast planation surface. The channeled floodwaters of the dispersive phase of the flood cut River Valley 750 meters down around the remnant Cypress Hills planation surface. If we make the reasonable assumption that the thickness of the sedimentary rock once lying above the Cypress Hills planation surface was about a thousand meters, the total amount of erosion for the high plains add up to around 1,750 meters. The transportation of the quartzite cobbles and boulders points to a titanic flood runoff current. Quartzite, which is a metamorphous sandstone, is one of the hardest rocks in the world, and yet these quartzite cobbles and boulders have numerous percussion marks on their surface. These are formed from rocks smashed into one another underwater. Percussion marks are not forming on quartzite cobbles and boulders today. This would require a speed of more than 110 kilometers an hour, which is about two to three times the speed of the fastest flash floods on Earth that crashed down a steep mountain valley. Only the powerful runoff of Noah's Flood would provide the force needed to slam these boulders together and hammer the percussion marks. As in so many other parts of the world, the evidence for the global deluge is overwhelming. There are features on the Earth's surface that science cannot explain with theories of changes over millions or even billions of years by the geologic processes that we see occurring commonly today. However, when you explore the evidence from a biblical worldview, the geologic features marking the planet's surface make sense given the worldwide catastrophic flood described in the book of Genesis. Author Michael J. Ord, in his book, Flood by Design, explores what is termed as the retreating stage of the flood, 
The seven-month period when the waters receded and the landscapes which are familiar to us were formed by a myriad of processes like uplifts and sinking, erosion, and more, which answer important questions regarding unusual dispersals of rocks over hundreds of miles, how quickly mountains and valleys were carved, emergence of continents and the formation of ocean basins, percussions marks shaped by vast and violently moving water, why very gradual erosion and deposits of soil cannot explain surface formations, and the study of geomorphology and what it can reveal. Flood by Design takes you into a fascinating aspect of the Genesis Flood that you may never have considered. Examine unusual rock formations and evidence that only the biblical flood model can fully explain. Filled with many photographs and easy-to-understand illustrations and charts, the book is a powerful source of research and answers for high school students and beyond. Get your copy of Flood by Design at creation.com store. The creation.com article podcast is hosted by me, Joseph Darnell, and produced out of the U.S. studio of Creation Ministries International. Learn more at creation.com. This episode was written by Michael J. Ord. Our writers and scientists host a really cool talk show called Creation.com Talk, which you can find right here in your podcast app and YouTube. If you would like to help us, become a monthly supporter using our donate page, or simply text a donation to 84321. You can also help us out by telling your family and friends to check out our podcasts and Creation.com. Be sure to follow Creation Ministries International on Facebook and Instagram, and subscribe to our free e-newsletter, InfoBytes. From everyone at CMI, thanks for listening.